to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight, we got Rob. Hey, everybody, it's Rob. And we got Devin. Hey, everybody, it's Devin. Yo, so this week, we watched a movie. And it was a movie. Uh, Devin is particularly, uh, I'm not going to say fun. Uh, you are familiar with the films from this particular company, I guess, because well, you mentioned A24, and, yes. that, and that the movie might be a little weird. Yep. Um, and it, yep. I mean, it was. We watched The Green Knight. Now, I was excited when I first saw this trailer to see it. Uh, I, I I like a lot of like the Arthurian legends and and anything having to do with King Arthur and stuff like that. Um, the Green Knight is a tale of Gawain and his travels uh, in the Arthurian legends. Now, these travels take a twist, um, but I, I guess the, the the movie to me was predictable. To, to say the least, it, it, it kind of got, it, it became kind of an on, ongoing joke as we watched the movie because everything I joked about during the movie kind of just it happened. Um, and but let's get let's get into the movie, I guess. So we have Gawain, who is portrayed by I, I will say it's Dev Patel, I, I guess is how how you say his name. Yeah, Patel. Yep. Patel. Now I know no one in this movie except for one person, and that was Joel Edgerton, and he played the Lord at the end with the weird house with the wife and like the grandma with the with the blindfold. Uh, he was the Lord guy in, in that whole scene because I knew he looked familiar, so I wanted to Google it. Other than that, I know I know no one really in this lineup. I mean, um, Dev Patel, um, he played the older Jamal in Slumdog Millionaire. Um, he, he was kind of the main in Slumdog Millionaire. He was, he has a couple, of, he has a decent amount of credits for his name. Like he, he's the known actor. I know. Uh, I actually particularly think uh, he was one of the better parts of this movie. Um, oh, I, lo- I his liked acting his acting. Yeah, no, I liked yeah, his, his acting. acting. Got this this is how I feel about this movie. This movie. I feel the way I feel about this movie. This movie is what I would like equate to like modern art. And like in the same genre like a modern art piece, right? So modern art it, it it's pretty without a lot of substance to it, in my opinion. Um 
and that's kind of how this movie is. It's a very visually feel, pretty movie. I, I, yeah, and I do feel that they were trying, like, especially with some of the um, the the length in some of the scenes that they had. I feel like they were trying to do it in an artistic manner and not yeah. just, not purely for entertainment purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, this movie was very movie was very long and very visually it was well acted and visually beautiful. It just you could have cut about forty minutes out of this movie, and it would have been better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the other person so, that I, I do mean, the movie's two hours and ten minutes long, people. So like, you're like, oh, forty minutes out of a two hour movie—that's terrible. You got forty minutes uh, out of the movie. You have an hour and a, you have a ninety minute movie. I mean, yeah, there was that's one scene. Movie had to be. There was one scene. It was like literally ten minutes long. And you might not think was, 10 minutes is long until you're sitting there watching the same scene for 10 minutes. Of him sitting on a horse for 10 minutes? Of yeah. him sitting on a horse, walking towards the camera, and just things kind of happening in the background. Um, but yeah, so back to the, the actors. Uh, I, I liked Dev's performance. Uh, this is I, I feel like this is one of the first things I've ever seen him in, and that anything else that I have seen him in, I have not noticed him before. Um. Ralph Innocent, who played the Green Knight, uh, you couldn't, I mean, you couldn't, it was hard to tell because of all the makeup and stuff. Uh, he has been in a few things, like he, he was in um, several episodes of Game of Thrones, so he, he, he looked familiar as well. But Joel Edgerton, again, the guy who played the Lord, he played Gawain in the King Arthur movie starring Clive Owen and Kira Knightley. Uh, and he also played Will Smith's police partner in the Bright movie. Uh, he was the orc guy. So those are the two things that I know him from the best or the, the, the most. Um, but yeah, getting into it. I mean, the movie kind of it, it's, it's a slow open movie. It's it's him in a brothel trying to get to somewhere he's trying to go to church or something um and then eventually he gets uh cleaned up and he goes to king arthur's i guess the hall um and king arthur invites him to sit by his side because his mother's not there who's arthur's sister um because gawain is arthur's nephew and wants him to regale him with some stories so he can get to know Gawain. Gawain doesn't have any. And then in comes the Green Knight. The Green Knight, literally green. He looks like a tree ant uh, carrying this big axe. And he has like this branch with a bunch of bushes, like this bush branch on him that he throws to the ground. Because he, it's Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, one of them. And he sets down a challenge for a game, essentially. Now, this game, there wasn't a lot specified. There was enough specified that, you know, somebody with common sense should have thought about it. But essentially, it was a challenge to anybody in the room to step forward and land a blow against this Green Knight. For anybody who could do so... They were to seek out the Green Knight at the Green Chapel in one year's time. And the Green Knight would land 
an equivalent blow, and then they would part as friends, and the game would be over. That is essentially the challenge that was thrown down. Now, one thing I didn't understand for this part, like at the at during this part, yeah, it was fine. Because the, the message goes to the queen, and she's like, her eyes turn green, and she speaks in a weird voice, so she's giving, she's the one actually giving the challenge. But later in the movie, the Green Knight can speak, so why wasn't he just saying these things himself? For, well, for dramatic effect. Well, then I feel like he was summoned by, oddly enough, Gawain's mother and her little coven of people. So, I feel like the challenge was was not supposed to be the Green Knight's, like, voice through it. You know, because she wrote down all of it, and then the Queen opened it up, and that's when she was kind of, like, possessed, and she had that double, that dual voice thing going on. So I feel like the the Gawain's mother and her coven of, of, of witch practitioners, I'll say, um, summoned this Green Knight to do this. Um, whether it be, I don't remember what it was in the original Arthur Legends. Uh, if pretty much the, the story of Gawain was a series of tests that he was supposed to learn from, which ultimately I feel like he did by the end of the movie. I mean, by the very, very end of the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I would have to say dramatic effect and, and and the fact that he wasn't the one, like, he was summoned to go there and make this challenge. <clears throat> That's my only thing. Um, so, Gawain offers to go, because none of the other knights are stepping forward, and Arthur can't, because he's an old-ass man. And he, like, struggles to hand Gawain Excalibur, and Gawain just kind of takes it in one hand, and that they're trying to show you like how frail Arthur is at this point. Um, so Gawain squares up with this Green Knight. The Green Knight lays down his axe, leans his head forward, and just holds his arms out. And Gawain kind of amps himself up. You know, wanting the Green Knight to fight back, wanting this to be a duel, one thing or another. And then ends up taking the blow through the neck and, and decapitating the Green Knight. Yeah. Also, before he goes out there, Arthur tells him to remember that it's just a game. It's a game, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Green Knight, you know, everybody cheers. And then the Green Knight picks up his head holds it underneath his arm, says one year, and then starts laughing and rides away. I think everybody cheered. I think they were all like silently looking at him like, that was dumb. No, they, all, st- they, they all started cheering. There was that pause of like, what the hell did you just do? But yeah. everybody started cheering afterwards. Yeah, I don't remember them cheering at all. Yep. The memory's messed up. <clears throat> um... After that, it, it kind of does some time skips. They show them locking away the the axe. Oops, I dropped that. Uh, they show him dropping or stowing the axe away in like a box. 
uh, and never using it. And uh, then they kind of skip through time to roughly a year forward because they had to give them time to travel. Um, and Gawain, I, I feel like Gawain was like, nah, I'm not going to go. But then Arthur convinced him to. Uh, well, between Arthur and his mother. Um, his mother gave him a green belt that was supposedly enchanted that, you know, if anything were to kill him, it would protect him. Um, at least that's what we were led to believe. And he was given a bell by his hooker girlfriend. Um, and then, yeah, he sent out on his way. And that's where this 10 minute scene comes from of him walking on a horse and then just kids following him and then like this shepherd and some sheep go by and it's just literally him on a dirt road riding a horse towards the camera for like 10 minutes. Uh, and uh, who's the first thing? He meets the, the scavenger kid next, right? I believe. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. So he's traveling. All he knows is that he's supposed to go north. Comes to like this crossroads. Looks around. The horse just kind of decides to go down one way, and he doesn't stop it. So he just kind of goes with the flow. Travels through these forests, and then he comes to a field where there's just a bunch of dead people. And there's one one kid jumping from person to person, looting their bodies, checking them, throwing arrows by hand. That's where we made the the joke that he was a monk. Um, and this kid starts chatting Gawain's ear off. Now, I, I almost even made the comment, like, this kid just talks too much. Like, if I was Gawain, I, I wouldn't have said anything, and I would have just kept riding, and I would have failed whatever test this was. But eventually, he made mentions that he knows where the, um, the Green Chapel is. And he gives them the directions freely. He just says, yep, there's a river that way. Follow that, and it'll lead you right to the chapel. Uh, so Gawain thanks him and starts leaving. And the kid gets upset, saying, hey, you, you know, you're a knight. You can offer me more than just your thanks. You can spare something. So Gawain flips him a coin. And the kid makes it disappear using magic. Uh, and then as Gawain travels through the forest, he is met with a woman. You're muted. I thought I, w I thought I unmuted myself. Before this happens, the, um, <laughs> you guys were like, or one of you said something about the kid being crazy. And I was like, no, nah, he's just your regular D and D PC. Oh, yeah. He's demanding gold from NPCs <laughs> yep. for that they shouldn't have to pay for. I mean, he really yeah. was. Uh, and then he sees the girl holding like the knife in the middle of the road, blocking his path. And then he gets like jumped from the side by another girl. And uh, then, as they're like holding him at knife point. And this kid, the same kid that he gave the coin to, comes whistling down, and they essentially tie him up, leave him for dead, take his horse and the axe, but leave everything else behind. Like, he, they leave his sword behind and everything else. 
Um, then there's like a weird scene where like it rotates to the forest and you see him as a skeleton just lying there and then it rotates again and he's back again. Yeah, which I think was foreshadowing for the end. Oh. You know how what yeah. happens at the end. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be like, oh, this is why. Because he, he imagines things like this. Gotcha. Um, eventually he, he you know, Earthworm gyms his, himself over to his sword and cuts the ropes free and grabs his shit and starts his trek onward. Um, horseless, axeless, and then he... Fuck, what's the next thing? The 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 ghost girl? At the pond? Is that the next thing that he does? Yep, or he sleeps in the cabin and wakes up. He falls asleep in the cabin and wakes up to the ghost girl. Alright, do you want to explain this scene, Devin? Uh, sure, I guess. Alright. Oh, uh, yeah, he's... The, he falls asleep in like, an abandoned cabin or a cottage or whatever. He falls asleep. Um, he gets woken up by a ghost girl. I think her name is Winifred. Mm-hmm. Um, who ask her, ask, ask him to get her head from a nearby spring. Uh, so he sets off to do that. He comes back. He has her skull. Uh, he, yeah, he sees her skeleton in the bed to which he has the skull. And then he wakes up and then, and then it cuts the next morning. I think there's a cut the next morning. Or there's like, I can't remember what happens right there. I think I, it I, happens I think... right there. Just kind of everything gets lighter. And his yeah. axe is now leaning up against the the. Well, and then just like a lighter, and becomes like the next morning, the axe is like chilling there. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. So then after that, that's when he finds the fox, arguably the best character in this movie. Yep. Um. Well, he had seen the fox a few times before that. But yeah, this time he actually interacts with the fox because he right. he seeks shelter in a cave. And it's like raining out or storming out or something. Right. And, and that's he, when he finds the um like after that is when he runs into the giants. Yep. And he the teaches fox. he teaches the giants apparently how to speak fox because the fox mm-hmm. howls yep. at them and then they all start howling. They learned what the how, what does the fox say? I hate everything. <laughs> He's not wrong though. Uh, um yeah, so the giants look like they're about to eat him, and then <laughs> the fox like barks at the, the giant, and then starts howling, and then they start howling back. Yep. Um, I forget. It, after that, they literally—it's just them traveling so long that he becomes exhausted. Um, he falls down like the side of a mountain. Um. And then he almost collapses due to exhaustion, but the fox wakes him up and then urges him to keep going. And then when they do, they go, they find like this, this manor, I guess, which from the looks of it, it looked way too big to be a mansion. It looked like a small town from the distance that they were at, but I guess it was just mm. a mansion. Uh, and this is where you find the Lord. Um, who was a hunter and he collapses in there. Uh, He gets like a day or two of rest where he can kind of, you know, gather his his senses. He can eat, he can relax. He gets hit on by both women. I feel 
That 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 old lady with the blindfold. She was just she's a lurker. I'll say that. I mean, technically, he gets hit on by everybody. In That's the house. also true. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> forgot about when they departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the young woman, like, stole his belt, the special belt, and then like made him jerk off to get it back or some shit. Uh. That was an awkward thing. And then she took a portrait of him, which also was weird because she just like, it looked like she was just rolling water onto a wall. <laughs> and then she maneuvered like these lenses just correct, just correctly that a lightning flash flashed his image. Sorry, I have the hiccups flashed his image onto the wall, but it was upside down. Um, so essentially she just had a wall camera. Um, anyway, she made him feel more and more uncomfortable. There was a conversation that they had with the Lord and I don't remember what it was that he was supposed to give him, but the, the Lord said, Hey, listen, every, let's make a deal every day before you leave. I'm going to go hunt. And I'm going to bring you the best animal animal that I find. And in return, anything you receive here, you give to me. And Gawain was kind of confused because he hadn't received anything or he wasn't sure uh, what he would receive from in the house that wasn't already his. Um, I think they were alluding to the the wife character. Mm. Um in any case, Gawain got really weirded out by everything, including the, the creepy-ass lurker grandma. Uh, that he grabbed all his shit and he ran out of the house. Ran into the forest, ran into the lord, who then, like... Ha- he had, like, this giant boar that was killed with, like, some spears. And then the lord came up and, like, kissed them. And Gawain's like, oh, listen, I, I'm, I'm going. I have to leave. And the lord's like, well... I found this in the, you know, in the woods in a trap. I was going to give them to you at the house, but I'll just give them to you here as a parting gift. And he let the fox go because he had the fox in a bag. Uh, They continued on their journey until they found a boat near a river. And then the fox fucking stood in front of Gawain and wouldn't let him approach the boat and then started talking in a weird double voice. Uh, So... It was a demon fox. <laughs> I feel. Uh, but in any case, he chases the fox off, goes down the river, yeah, finds well, the, the fox, temple. The fox tells him not to go. Yeah. And if he wanted to leave and pretend that he had gone, it would just between be between the two of them, and no right. one would ever know. Right. And he's like, no, I have to do this. And then the box says, then why are you wearing that thing around your belt? Because he said he did it for was doing it for honor or whatever. And he's like, well, then wearing that thing around your belt is not honorable. It's it's not any different. If you want to go on, then leave the belt here. And he's like, yeah, nah, 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 fam. <laughs> nah, Fox. <clears throat> you crazy, Fox. Um, so then he gets in the boat, paddles down. And at the end of the river, he finds the temple. And he waits for like two days because he gets there early. 
he waits for like a day and a half or two days or something for the green the green knights just in a window surrounded by shrubs and just sleeping presumably just his eyes are closed uh finally the green knight wakes up they have a slight conversation on what day it is uh he's very like cordial he's very like respectful about everything he's not like angry that the guy cut his head off um but he does bring it back and he says okay you know it's it's an eye for an eye. Are, are you ready? And every time you know Gawain thinks he is, he you know he gets down into like on his hands and knees and gets ready to get his head chopped off. Uh, he always stops or keels away, and then he ends up fleeing the temple uh, like a scared little bitch. And mm-hmm. this is where I started making like I started making more and more guesses or, or comments and jokes, and they just kind of rapidly started happening. Uh, they show him getting back to uh, his home, and he goes to see Arthur on Arthur's deathbed. Then he gets crowned king. Then they show the picture of the hooker lady uh, in bed, pregnant, giving birth. This is where I made the joke that children cost extra with prostitutes. And then once she gave birth to the child, they took it away and threw some coins on her bed and left and left her. Uh, So nailed it. Literally. (sighs) Then they cut forward. They're going over like war maps or something, and and the kid that he's raising, uh, he like steps or like pulls down on part of the map and causes all the things to go uh, everywhere. All like the little wooden pieces where they show where where troops are and stuff. And we start, we all start making jokes about how the kid's gonna get fucking punished and you know put out into the middle of the war now. And lo and behold, they cut to a scene where our, you know, Gawain goes into the front lines and goes into a medical tent or something, and it's his son that's injured and dying because they, he was put on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, it just kind of keeps going and going, and it shows like this just shows him sitting on his throne after marrying a new uh, attractive princess. Of uh, presumably another town or another uh, kingdom, and they're being invaded, and everybody leaves him, like literally. Uh, and then he decides he takes the belt off, and when he took the belt off, his head fell off. And we had already by this time predicted that it was just kind of a vision he was having, and then it shot back to him at the temple talking to the Green Knight and he takes the belt off and then says he's ready and the Green Knight says off with your head and it cuts it literally cuts the black uh, so that yeah, was he, that was the he dragged his finger across his throat and said off with your head yeah uh, so that was the movie and I mean it was it was complicated like my feelings on this movie are weird like Devin said, it's artsy. I and it's not that I don't like the movie. I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. But I'm not rushing to go watch this movie again because it's not my type of movie. 
Um, would I recommend it? Yes, I still recommend people go and see these movies. Uh, it, I don't again. I don't think it was bad, so I don't. I, I don't want to you know deter people from um, in, enjoying it, especially if 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 they you know th- this type of artistic feel is something that they would enjoy. Um, but it just, I feel like it just wasn't for me on that scale. I can appreciate art, artsy movies, but I, I prefer other genres, I guess. Um, what do you, what was, what are your thoughts on it, Rob? How'd you enjoy the movie or did you? Um, it was okay. I'd probably give it like a five out of 10. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. But. Is entertaining enough. But my question is this: like, I guess my question, follow-up question, is this, Reb? Would you call this movie entertaining if you've already seen it? No. Or is it like a one-and-done film? Only a one-and-done. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a one-and-done film. I feel kind of the same way about it, unfortunately. Now, where would you rate it? On, on like the 1 to 10 scale because again it wasn't bad but it's not anything that I'm rushing back it, to watch I'd give it like a 5 yeah actually yeah. I, I think I'm in the same boat with you guys I'd give it like a 5 maybe just over but not a 6 so like a 5 yeah. or a 5.2 yeah <clears throat> so uh, do you, either of you have, uh, what, what was your guys' favorite parts in this movie? Or do you guys have a favorite part in this movie? Uh, the end. Fair. Like, what? Uh, I really like the giants, because it was interesting. The, the way they made, like, the giant come up over the hill with the giant hand, and then... That was very pretty. I mean, I guess my favorite part of this movie, I would say, if I had to give, like actually answer the question, like seriously, I would say it would probably be like just the the aesthetic of the movie. Now I don't know why, but the giant scene with all of them marching and stuff, it gave me flashbacks, and I don't even think there was any scene like this, but it just gave me flashbacks to like the Neverending Story. Like it had it, to me, it had that kind of a feel, like just watching that one scene. And I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite character in this movie? Fox. Well, all right. What about you, Rob? Um, it's a toss-up between the the fox and the bell hooker. The bell hooker. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why did you like the bell hooker? I don't know. She's just like her attitude and stuff. I just, I just found her entertaining, especially when she was doing the part like moving his mouth. No, it's okay. I will be your lady. I'll let you be my lady. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> um, I think my favorite character is probably the Green Knight. I don't know. I don't know why. I, he just he seems very cordial. Even though he was about to chop him dude's head off, but I mean, the dude knew the rules, or did he? He apparently, he obviously very much didn't know. 
Well, no, I don't think he actually did chop his head off. That's why he did the finger across his throat and said, off with your head. That was it. No, we never get to see it. He lifted up the axe. He chop- He definitely chops his head off. No, I don't yeah, think he does. He does. In my mind, mm. in my mind theater, he does. then the Green Knight goes on a rampage and kills everybody. Okay. <clears throat> um, Devin, side note, non, non-Green Knight related. Uh-huh. Have you seen you've you've watched Teen Wolf, right? Uh huh. So, me and Rob were on the last season of it. Okay. And, and we had a conversation last night. I think okay. it was last night. And I asked him. I was like, I I feel like I I probably would not make a good werewolf. And then I okay. asked him. I said, if I if 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 I'm gonna ask you the same question. If if you woke up, if we woke up tomorrow. Right, and I messaged you, and I said, "Devin, I was bitten by an animal, and I, and I am a, I am a werewolf or a werebear. I'm a were creature of some fashion." Okay. How, how, what would you, what would you say in response to me, and how would you feel towards me after that? I mean, I wouldn't feel any different towards you. I'd be like, "Where'd you get bit at? Let me go get bit too." No. My reasoning here, and the joke that we, that joke that Rob made, pretty much, was the fact because Scott, during the whole show, Scott's very anti-murdering anyone, right? Because he's your, he's your, you know, your hero werewolf, you know, um, uh-huh. and then through, you learn through the show that if you're if you have yellow eyes. Then you're just a werewolf. If you have blue eyes, that means that you've killed somebody and you feel regret about it, like you've killed an innocent and you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And Rob, Rob's told me he's like you'd be you'd be like Theo if you got turned, because Theo he he's killed several people, but his eyes stay yellow because he just doesn't feel bad about it. <sighs> So how would you deal with like me with that? Because you know my anger issues are going to come to the forefront if I ever get turned into a werewolf. You'd be all right. I I would kill everybody. I wouldn't probably. I would try not to kill you guys. I would do my very very best. I'd chain myself up in the garage or something. But I think everybody else in the world, like if I found some a dumb person, I I don't handle I don't handle stupidity very well. I told him every day I'd have to. When I let Matilda out, I'd have to open the door first and be like, Webby, Matilda is friend, not food. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the green night. I also wanted to bring up that question to you. I'm glad to know that you wouldn't, like, try to hunt me down or turn me in to any type of government authority so they could test me. That gives me peace of mind if I ever get turned into a creature. Um, the only other thing I gotta say really is uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected came out today and it is gorgeous the character models are phenomenal um, especially compared to what they were back in the day with the graphics that they had but uh, other than that gameplay wise relatively the same um 
I feel like they did make a few quality. I feel like they made quality quality of life improvements to it, but I can't pinpoint what, if that makes sense. Um, I guess maybe the the stash tab. I don't remember them having a personal stash tab and then uh, shared stash tabs afterwards. I thought they were all just shared amongst your hardcore uh, amongst your 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 characters on ladder or non ladder but yeah very good very pleased i'm not I'm, the only the only problems that they've been having is they've been having server issues and people getting randomly disconnected and stuff throughout the day um probably because of so many people trying to log in and play it but yeah other than that how's your day devin my day's good that's good my day was good. We're recording this kind of late. We, we wait until Devin got out of work. Can't complain about my day. It's not too bad. Yeah. You looking forward to D&D tomorrow? Well, we are playing that tomorrow, aren't we? I, always, I don't know why I always think we play that on Saturday, and it's always Friday. But it's fine, though. It's always Friday. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I always think it's on Saturday. But yeah, we, I mean, I feel, like we, I feel like we played last week, but we didn't. No. But that's fine. We're going to whoop some tournament ass is what we're going to do. Probably, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> don't you don't know me? I'm just saying. We, we shall see. Oh, all right. If there's anything, do you guys have anything else that you want to bring up? It's a whole, um, whole lot of cricket sounds, and I hate crickets. Not really. I yell at Rob sometimes when he goes to let Matilda out because once he opens the door, I can hear the crickets outside. And I, he, I always yell him to close the door before the crickets get in the house. God, they just, my eyes twitching just thinking about it. All right, Devin, I have a, I have, I have a request from you, my friend. What's up? At some point, when you do come to visit. You have to make me one of those grilled cheeses from that video you linked yesterday. That's fair. I can do that. God, I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to. Oh, you could do it in a pan full of oil. Technically. I don't worry about it. I didn't even have to twist your arm or nothing. There's no convincing you. Damn. All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up then. Uh, close all these tabs on the Green Knight that I don't need. Uh, oh, also, been watching a lot of Two Broke Girls. Love that fucking show now. <laughs> I think I'm almost done the entire show. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, also, Devin, remind me when we're done recording, I have a, a different favor to ask you for a month. Uh, so, uh, okay. with that being said, we need a science corner. Getting real with Rob, I don't know what we're calling. I never know what we I call it. it where it's both. Getting real with Rob in the science corner. Uh, and we need a life advice with Devin for the week. Rob, okay. do you have well, anything? Yeah. All right. We can start with Rob. So, this week, an article caught my eye, which is something I didn't know and was curious about. Is why is everything in our solar system basically on the same plane? 
like with space being three three dimensional, like why are some planets not like below the sun or going like in a different circle around it? But everything's basically in the same plane going around the sun. And the answer turned out to be pizza. So I was like, I oh, love, love you like this. I love everything <laughs> that's happening right now. So basically, it's the same concept of like you taking a big lump of dough and tossing it in the air to make it into a pizza. The force of the spinning makes everything flat in the same plane. All right, so th- essentially, our the the plane, regardless of what kind of angle we're at at any given moment, is that's that's the way the sun is rotating. Does yeah. the, does the sun rotate? Yeah, of course, the sun mm-hmm. rotates, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so basically watch. everything when the universe was forming, well, when the, when the solar system was forming, it was basically a big ball of, like, gas and dust. And then as it spun, it started to solidify into planets and stuff. But the spinning, like, drew it all to that center plane, which is why, like, Saturn's rings are the same deal. Like, the, the stuff that got broken up and destroyed around Saturn to form its rings are all in the same plane because the rotation is basically, like, that centrifuge thing where everything's going to end up... In the same, uh, uh, in the same plane, rather than like all scattered all over, up and down. I have. Like, we're not. It's not. Everything's not perfectly aligned, well, well, but yeah. like they're mostly in the same area. I have a video that I want you to watch. I watched it this morning, and I kind of followed along because it sounded interesting. Now, essentially, the premise of this video is there is this guy, and he explains what would happen if a needle. It fell from, you know, space or whatever at the speed of light and hit Earth. And then he came back and he said, okay, you know, no object or something can... He got all scientific and I guess people bitched at him and he said, okay, no object can actually reach the speed of light, blah, blah, blah. So he was using it as a 99.999% of the speed of light or whatever. Um, and he did go over the whole fact that if it, if it was a needle that did it, it would just burn away in the atmosphere, so on and so forth. But mm. regardless, it's a, it's a hypothetical situation. And apparently something along the lines of like, if a needle hit like out in like Yellowstone national park, all of the geysers would just be fucking, they would just explode into like a mist into the air and then like fall down as hail or some shit because of the pressure of the earth. As long as the mist reached a certain layer in the ozone or some shit, I don't know. It was crazy. Like all of the world detrimental world effects that something would have if, Anything traveling near the speed of light were to hit us. Yeah. Um, uh, also, Yellowstone, gigantic volcano, the biggest on Earth. So, if that ever erupts on its own, also very bad. Well, all right then. <laughs> all right. So, with that, Devin, do we have a life advice with Devin? Uh, not really, but I can make it happen, I guess. Oh, man. Um,. My life advice, that uh, fucking albino dude. I ain't got no life advice right now. Devin doesn't um, have life advice. No, I really don't. Um, no fortune cookie wisdom. No, not really. Um, hold on. 
internet fortune cookie. Life just being life. I don't know. I'm just... Move quickly. Now is the time to make progress. There you go. There's your life advice. Mm. I have one speed, and it is not quickly. Well, that's your fault. Uh, it is. You know, you should be quicker. Well, all right. All right, Rob, with that, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Professor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And, Devin, where can people find you on the interwebs? I mean, you guys can find me on the interwebs somewhere on... Uh... No, I'm kidding. Find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie. Find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you find me on eBay looking for life advice. I didn't purchase any last week. That's my problem. Oh, snap. Uh, and as always, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at helping my buddy find life advice for next week. Yeah. Uh, with that, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, fuck Booster Gold. Da 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 da